Pitch Deck Asia. Your story, your words. We are live. This is Pitch Deck Asia. And my name's Graham Brown in the Singapore studio, joined by Priyanka and Rohan from Seamiles. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having us, Graham. We're very excited to be here. Yeah. It's great to have you here. So we're going to learn about Seamiles, a bit about yourself as well. So um, we were just chatting off air here a little bit. Priyanka, you are from Mumbai. That's right. Mumbai, India. And Rohan, yourself? I'm local. Born and bred Singapore? Uh, no, I was also actually born in Mumbai, but okay. I moved to Singapore uh, about 20 years ago. Yeah. Where's Seamiles based? Is your HQ here in Singapore? Yes, Seamiles is Singaporean. Okay, great. Excellent. So, representing India and Singapore today. Yes. So, we're going to talk about what Seamiles is about. We've got your pitch deck. We're going to have a look at that. Mm-hmm. What is the problem that you're solving? How did you guys get involved in this as well? How, how would you describe yourself? Before we look at the pitch deck, mm-hmm. are you techie people are you marketing people what are your backgrounds individually Rohan yourself well for me I actually uh, studied marketing and finance and uh, I ended up working uh, in a marketing capacity at some startups in the United States and given that I have a finance background as well I did some work in fintech uh, in the banking sector here in Singapore Mm. before eventually transitioning into C-Miles okay and how long have you been there with C-Miles since September last year okay so almost a year coming up. 10 yes, months. my first anniversary. Soon. All right. Fantastic. Yourself, Priyanka, what's your background? Yes, yeah, so I have I have a very diverse background, mostly in uh, in content and in, in marketing and publishing. So prior to joining C-Miles, I was with a UK Maritime News uh, publication. Mm. And uh, you must be wondering why Rohan and myself are here today and not the yeah. founders. Uh, Rohan and me actually also have a personal background in maritime, coming from maritime mm. families, so to speak. So, What's a maritime family? So my father uh, retired as a marine engineer. My brother still sailing yeah. and a lot of family members in the maritime space, um, um, as well as uh, Rohan too. Yeah, for example, my grandfather was a sailor. Okay, and wow. my dad was a sailor. He works in the maritime industry still. Yeah. And um, when well, you mean sailor, sailor can mean a lot of different things, right? <laughs> well, yes. I mean, uh, he could have his own boat, or he could be captain of a ship, or he could right. be a marine, right? In the case of my dad, he was eventually a captain. Yeah. And then he uh, moved to a shore job. Naval captain, merchant navy. Uh, yes. Which? Uh, I'm sorry. Was he a naval captain? Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, but no, sorry, it's a, the merchant navy. Merchant navy. Oh, it's a commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, I used to always get asked, um, why didn't you join Maritime? Yeah. So I'm here today. <laughs> okay. Full circle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was born in Portsmouth, which is a, oh, okay. a naval town. So there's a bit of a naval vibe going That's on here today. Right. So right. let's talk about Seamiles. Let's talk all about that. We've got the pitch deck. If we can get mm-hmm. the pitch deck up, we'll have a look at the... Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think the the first page kind of gives a, a little bit of a clue as to what we're going to talk about. Every mile counts. Yes. Sea miles, air miles. Are we going in that direction? Is that a natural sort of like... We have plans for the future. Similar, similar, but not the same because um, Sea Miles has a layered approach to it. And while it is a loyalty rewards program for the maritime sector, there's also a welfare angle to it. So, so Graham, if you don't mind, can I shoot a question at you? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so what do you understand when, when I say a seafarer? What do you understand? What is your perception of a seafarer? A seafarer one of his family. <laughs> a seafarer. <laughs> naval families, <laughs> maritime families. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like if I say, okay, I'm, I'm working in the merchant navy, yeah. uh, so to speak, because that's our primary market. 
what do you understand of someone who's working in the merchant navy i think there's a lot of people who uh live that kind of life we don't really know a lot about them mm-hmm. you know they tend to be i think a lot of people from southeast asia as well mm-hmm. they tend yeah. to be i think a lot of burmese Myanmarese, and mm-hmm. filipinos work in merchant navy doing more sort of service type roles right mm-hmm. um there is that group of people as well as i guess engineers and right. you know right Right. Maybe some of your relatives as well who captain the ship. Right. I don't really know a lot about that world. So I think it's a world that we don't really understand unless you're in it. Exactly, exactly. So that's the point of Sea Miles. Um, basically, from people we've asked in the research we've conducted, a seafarer or somebody working in the Merchant Navy, uh, irrespective of rank or rating, is perceived as someone who's in a high income earning group. Uh, you know, they have a cushy life when they come down, when they're working. Well, yes, they're away. They're away from their families. But when they come to shore, they're really enjoying themselves, right? Mm. right? That's what people understand of sea- seafarers or the seafaring uh, fraternity, so to speak. But actually, we, being from a maritime background and working in this space, understand the nuances of what it actually means. So it means time away from home, which is really very tough. You know, that separation from your family. And imagine, you know, being with crew, maybe you may get along with them, you may not get along with them, but then you're, you're on a boat, so yeah, to speak, you for you know, long, long periods of time. So it's actually a very, very difficult job. And even the transition from when they retire, it's tax-free income while they're sailing, but when they retire, you know, you're taxed heavily. Mm. So there are the benefits that are being given to that sector, apart from the obvious monetary benefits, are very, very little which is why we have the problem of retention of seafarers and also attracting new seafarers, mm. right? So Sea Miles solves that problem. We are actually incentivizing the sailing process. So we're giving benefits to seafarers based on just their job, which is active sailing, you see. So when they uh, embark at a port and they travel through their voyage and disembark at another port, you know, their, their, their final port, they earn miles through that. Mm. right through that entire um, journey and those miles they can redeem for their families they can redeem for themselves through various lifestyle enhancing benefits so that in that sense it's a loyalty program and also a welfare program for the maritime industry excellent Mm -hmm. good summary Priyanka thank you for helping me understand it and for the listeners out there as well Mm -hmm. and let's give a shout out to everybody who's watching at home so (laughs) those who've come to support Priyanka and Rohan today hello everybody do you want to do a personal shout out as well to your audience out there your fans sure I'd like to say hi to my family (laughs) and uh, even my friends who uh, hopefully are watching this like I asked them to right well good for them are any of them on boats right now um, not among my circle of friends, but definitely among my family. Yeah. For sure. So they understand what this is about. So, and yeah. by the way, if you are watching live on YouTube or you're watching on the archive, give these guys a thumbs up because YouTube likes that. That will help share this story to a wider group of people and help it get out there. So let me understand seafarers. They live a very distinct, unique lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You talk about retention being an issue as well as attracting people into this industry. If I can jump into the pitch deck a little bit, you talk about sure. the problem up front. So I think it was slide four. Mm-hmm. And where, where generally do people get into this industry? It must be through family connections and through word of mouth, isn't it? I don't often see people recruiting for any kind of maritime related jobs out in the public. It's not yes. obvious. Like maybe it's, you know, through your second connections and so on. So 
is that an issue now attracting like younger talent and so on into these sectors yeah absolutely right there gram it's actually a referral kind of industry since it's a niche industry if you're recommended or if you've heard through word of mouth that's how your that's your entry point mm. it's not um, you know publicized too much there's not enough of data of the maritime industry although 90% of global trade is by yeah. sea there's still not enough information and it's a very specialized and a very high risk um, job yeah, right. I, I want to understand how big this market really is. There's mm -hmm. a couple of slides here sure. which yep. you've shared about the actual market size. So we go sure. back one, yeah. a few facts and figures. There's one later on as well, which I just sort of like jump right to the end. I think mm -hmm. I might have skipped past it on size 15 here as well. Mm -hmm. So you've got a, a lot of data here. Yes. So we like data on this show. Yes. <laughs> so And by the way, some of the people might not be able to see this. They might be listening. So sure. I'm going to go back to the first one because it's more simplified. Sure. Mm -hmm. You mentioned it already, Priyanka, 90% of trade global trade is by yeah. sea it's fascinating isn't it even in this world of when we talk about blockchain and fintech for example yeah. right digitized 90 yeah. percent is still by sea that's exactly right. we're all connected by uh, the maritime industry you know almost every uh, piece of equipment in this room has been transported yeah, here from because China. of maritime yeah. yes exactly and so people don't realize it but we're all connected to a seafarer whether we know it or not hmm and I think Priyanka can speak more to that, actually. Can I just ask about, is that going to change a lot as well? Now we see, for example, we're here in Asia, One mm -hmm. Belt, One Road, mm -hmm. yeah. which is the Chinese initiative. And a big part of that is seafaring mm -hmm. routes as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How is that going to affect things as well? I mean, I imagine you're going to see a lot more freight traffic sea traffic in this area moving i know it is happening all the time between china right. and the world but yes. they're trying to join everything up now join all the dots aren't they so yes. it's only going to get bigger yes yes that's what we perceive we perceive that it's only getting bigger and now that there's more information you know the pain points are coming out like graham i'm not sure whether you know this statistic but uh, seafarers um, by the who the who has marked them as the second most profession prone to suicide Wow. So that's a big red line we're seeing now, you know, and it's a detriment. Like youth, why would they want to join that, you know? Yeah. Why is that? Well, because, like I said, it's an isolated environment, mm. you know. It's not a stable job. It's a contractual job. So every time you sign up to sail, you're not on permanent payroll. Well, some companies offer that, but it's a contract you're signing. Right. You know, and, and it's just uh, relevant for that period of time. There's no real ban benefits for the family, too. Right. You know, in terms of insurance and medical and all of that. I didn't realize it was contract based. I can imagine it is. Yeah. So yeah. can you pick, can you, you know, let's create an avatar for a seafarer, if you mm -hmm. can, mm -hmm. who's sort of in the middle, mm -hmm. who maybe 30 years old, middle career. What kind of role would they be doing? What kind of position? What kind of title would they have? Just so we can understand who these people really are. I know there's lots of choices, but just take your pick. Well, so, I, uh, sorry. I'm sorry, I, I was actually going to defer to you because as I understand it, uh, Priyanka actually has a brother who's about the age that you're describing, okay. yeah. who's a captain. Yeah, my brother just cleared his master's. He's 30 years old. So right. it totally depends yeah. on when you're joining the industry. So if you join as a cadet, it can be as young as 16 to 18. Yeah. And by the time you're 30, if you're lucky, if you studied hard and you worked hard, you know, you can achieve your master's ranking if you're in a good company. But that's 14 years of a career, right? Yes. So mm -hmm. I yes. imagine that they start a lot earlier. That's right. In Navy, I mean, in the, the seafaring industries. That's right. So, I mean... 
captain is obviously quite a high position. What, what right. sort of sort of the mid-level positions that people, what are the bulk of those roles that people occupy? So there are different ranks also depending on your family uh, background and what income uh, group uh, you're in. So there are also ratings. There are people who, who uh, you know, uh, provide services on board. Mm. But uh, majorly there are two sections. There's the engineering section and then there are, there's the, the navigation section, you know, the deck section, mm. where the highest levels are your chief engineer and your master, your captain. Uh, you know, below them, there are uh, about four or five ranks that you need to, uh, you know, get. There are about 20 people on a vessel, uh, just to give you, uh, mm. you know, on a ship, on a sailing ship. The average is about 20 people on ship in different ranks and different roles. Do they usually always work together? Are they like a family or are they picked and for every different project? Because you can imagine, they, if they've always worked together, it's quite familial. Is it not like no, that? No, it's not like that. It's in transition like that. in and out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're recruited through crewing agencies. Some companies have their own in-house, uh, you know, crewing agencies, while others have, uh, you know, they get them externally mm. through a third-party crewing agency. So it's not, you're not guaranteed the same crew every right. time, you yeah. know, every time you're on board. You don't know. Uh, yeah, who I you're imagine that that's <laughs> a source of anxiety for people as well. You yeah, know, that adds you're to that environment. Yeah. Yeah. And how long do they typically sail for? So that's also uh, dependent on what region you're from. So in the Philippines, they can sail for as long as 11 months in a year. Yeah. Is that like on a cruise the, ship? That's the maximum cap. No. Yeah, that's no. cap by regulation. Yeah. So. Okay. Any merchant vessel. Yeah. 11 months a year yeah. away from Under home. Yeah. Okay. And, and like you mentioned, suicide's quite high. So, I mean, what are the other issues as well what, that prevent people staying or joining the industry? Well, um, obviously morale may be one and mm -hmm. time away from home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you say it pays well. There's good prospects, especially if you earn tax free. It sounds pretty good yes. for a lot of people, right? Maybe yes. you could do a few years. You could do five years yes. in the Merchant Navy, make a bit of cash and get out. Exactly. Right. What's exactly. wrong with that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's what's happening right now, uh, Graham, if you see. Although there are some companies that have uh, been able to retain, but they still acknowledge that they face uh, a challenge in attracting seafarers, mm. you know, uh, people to join merchant vessels and sail on them. This is also because the technology offerings um, that are uh, there for crew right now, they're very reactive. So if there's, you know, uh, an accident on board, there'll suddenly be measures put in place and then there'll be, mm. you know, actions to combat that or to prevent those from happening. But with sea miles, as is more of a proactive approach to, to safety. So, you know, if they're happy in their lifestyles, if their families are happy, you know, with the lifestyle benefits that they're getting, it could incentivize the sailing process. You know, say, okay, fine, it's not that bad. We can go, we can earn some miles, you know, go take a holiday the mm. next time I'm down or, you know, get other benefits. We're trying to bring in, uh, you know, uh, different different features into the, the app, into the platform so that they have access to maybe insurance. Um, you know, there's there's also, we're also trying to, to tie up with the charitable organizations. So there's an organi organization called the Mission to Seafarers, mm -hmm. you know, that, that uh, provides spiritual guidance and support um, you know, which is sometimes the need of the hour and it's yeah. not tangible. You know, you, you can't like people normally hide their feelings if they're depressed. You can't really tell, um, you know, but if they need if they feel the need for spiritual guidance, they can even access that through the app. So we're trying to like create a culture. Hmm. Also, there's there's no corporate culture, so to speak, with, uh, you know, seafarers. Like I've said, it's not the same crew you're working with every time. You, you're hmm. not uh, you're not sure what's happening at the office. There's a disconnect between what's happening in the office and, you know, while sailing uh, ships. Yeah. So through our platform, what we're doing is it, it, we're offering a B2B kind of model 
wherein we're encouraging the shipping, the ship owners, managers, or the crewing companies to get seafarers on board and onto the platform. Mm. So it's kind of like a welfare measure that they're extending to their seafarers. Okay, well, we'll have a look at the platform sure. in a minute. Sure. Just so I understand, mm -hmm. for example, by comparison, if I was flight crew, mm -hmm. if I worked for AirAsia, for example, I would wear the red uniform right. and I would work with the same people. Mm -hmm. I would have an office, you know, next to the airport. That would be my base. I'd fly pretty much the same plane, mm -hmm. same routes. Right. It's very familiar with me. I would be part of AirAsia. So when I joined, when I walked into the airplane, that's who I'm representing. If I am crew in the, the naval context, when I walk onto that boat, am I part of that boat's identity or is, am I part of the recruitment agent's identity? Like you say, there's no corporate culture. I wonder, that must affect people. For example, if I always worked on this boat, mm -hmm. Right. That's my home, right? I get that. That's the familiarity, the consistency. Or I always worked with this crew. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my home. Right. But if I'm changing boats and changing crew and I don't have, you know, I'm not representing to anybody any kind of identity, that must be quite tough. I don't know how it actually works. In I mean, true. It's uh, like your environment is always changing, like you mentioned. And the fact is, um, even uh, when you're talking about air miles, for example, um, I believe some of the benefits uh, actually are applicable to them, right? But with CMILES, what we focused on is making sure those benefits also translate to their immediate family members. Mm. So that's one of the ways that we're actually focused on um, their welfare because they feel isolated. So they want to have a way to connect with their loved ones back home. And so we keep that connection um, alive and well. Good. Interesting. Okay. Definitely a pain point. Yes. Yep. Let's jump in. Mm -hmm. Solution. We'll get to slide five on the pitch deck, and maybe you can describe this a little bit. You talked about the app, obviously, as the starting point here. Let's jump into it a little bit. Can you talk through, I guess this is a usage scenario, isn't it, of how somebody actually would use it in this um, situation, the solution visualized, and yes. bearing in mind some people are actually listening rather than watching can you describe this how would i actually use the app so if you can walk me through so i so yeah so i'll walk you through it um so a crew member gets on at port a right so when he gets on at his port of embarkation he uploads his uh, seaman book or his cdc and through those details we can track the movement of the ship right there's an imo That's a number standardized document is it correct right. correct okay. correct it's like a passport for seafarers right for crew um, so we can track the ship because we have an integration with a service provider that has information on ships that are sailing throughout the world, right? So as long as he's uh, sailing on that ship, we've tracked him. So the number of nautical miles that he sailed until the time he disembarks at Port C, which is his final port of disembarkation, we track him. On disembarkation, he uploads his CDC again with mm. the stamp that shows uh, where he's disembarked. And whatever miles he's accrued through the sail, he can redeem against, um, you know, a variety of services, the offerings on our app. So can the family members track this as well from their side? Um, we do not have a GPS functionality mm. as yet, but that's in, that's in, in the phases to come. Yep. Yeah. So I imagine that would probably, the whole, well, whether they can track it by GPS or just to see the stages and where they are. Yes. 
can a family member actually see, okay, port B, port C? Do they get they that? Could. Kind of they could. That's what at this stage now? Not at this stage. Okay. Not at this stage. Interesting. All right. So I imagine that's a big part of it, isn't it? That yes. just the fact that they've they understand that they're okay. Right. Yes. They're somewhere in the world. It's like the postcard, isn't it, in the old yes. days? Yes. A digital one. Now. Yes, yeah. I, r- I remember bringing, back, uh, bringing us back to the old days. I remember when my dad used to call and we were all at home. We would all queue up because it used to be a satellite call. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, there used to be that echo effect Delay. and the time lag. And, yeah, we just yeah. want to have that, you know, one word with dad. And, uh, yeah. yeah so now when it's, when it's they're like on the ships now, do they get, what's the internet connection like? I mean, obviously, it's this limited. is a big thing for people, it isn't is, it, right? It, is. Great. it like, is, it is. It is limited. They do have uh, Wi-Fi, but it's yeah. it's not very good. It's not, I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there soon. Yeah. Um, there are there are a lot of uh, developments in the SATCOM space as well. And they are trying to provide, even for security reasons now, as you're aware of the mm. scenario, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's a difficult time right now for, yeah. for Maritime on the whole. I, I imagine, I mean, well, f- just from the, the individual side as well, not having access to decent Wi-Fi for... Yes. Like weeks on end. Yep. That probably alone is enough to, you know, affect their morale. Like given what people are used to yes. and how people are used to checking this all the time, right? That's right. There's a huge disconnect that's happening. So if technology isn't given and they don't have these technology offerings, mm. uh, you know, uh, with them while they're sailing too, it's a huge disconnect now mm. in today's uh, day as well. Okay. Let's jump back in and have a look at some more slides from the solutions just so sure. we can understand. Sure. Um Obviously, a big part of it is the ecosystem you're building. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that. And then let me understand how the actual model works yes. within the ecosystem, how you make your money out of this. What's yes. the charging model here? Yes. So the pricing model. So the app is free. Anyone can download it. Anyone can use it. And when you're transacting on the app, you can earn miles irrespective. We have three different subscriber options, uh, which is a direct crew member. Uh, we have a shore personal and we have a direct member, which is anyone. Say you, me, anyone, you know, families, they can use it. But right now, we're, uh, like I said earlier, we're encouraging it for seafarers or for crew as a B2B model. So we'd like for the companies um, to pay the subscription fee for their seafarers or their crew members. And we have different tiers depending on the, um, you know, the, the rank of the, of the uh, is he officer category, is he rating. So the company can decide what they want to give to whom, hmm. you know, and, and then your earning of miles is dependent on which tier you're subscribed to by your company. So the benefits for an employer mm-hmm. to do this would be what? Again, oh. you're extending like welfare benefits mm. uh, to a seafarer. You're giving him the platform. Also, we can customize it for, um, uh, like I said, there's a lack of, you know, corporate culture. So if a seafarer has been with you, you want to retain that seafarer, you can mm. offer a rejoining bonus through Miles. They, they do have rejoining bonuses uh, still, you know. They, but it's all, again, incentivized by money. There's no other benefits right now. So through the app, we're offering, uh, you know, the different services and products to seafarers. So it's a gesture. It's a goodwill gesture uh, by the company um, to their seafarers. Mm-hmm. You know, when you mean the companies, who who are they? Are these agencies or are these? They could be crewing right. or manning primarily agencies. crewing agencies. Right. Yeah. And yeah. how much of uh, the recruitment? Do they take up in the market? What's I mean? Do they take it, up the lion's share? It de- yeah. It it mm. depends on um, it depends again. It's dependent on the region. So in, in Philippines, in the Philippines, crewing agencies take up a majority of mm. uh, you know uh, recruitment. But uh, there are also companies that have their own crew, you know, their own crewing agency. So it's mm. different in different regions. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump back in and, and 
just go a little bit deeper into the app here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so tell us a little bit about the um, features of the app so, so we can understand how it works. We talked about the memberships and mm-hmm. you've got some levels of membership here as well. Yes. Before we get into the, you know, the market again at mm-hmm. the back end of the, the pitch deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always interested when people develop technologies like once they develop a technology and they get data back to the the people who run the technology, how it changes behaviors. So how does this actually change behaviors maybe of the people on deck or the agencies? What happens now? Now, for example, you you say here on this slide that you reward the behaviors we seek. What, what actually does it do? Does it change people in, in a way having this app? Well, we are actually focused in here in this area. We actually focus on keeping them engaged with the platform because um, when it comes to loyalty programs, we uh, we have a term we refer to as breakage. Ideally, up to about thirty percent of points are unused, and that can contribute to the fact that the individual doesn't interact with the platform anymore. So. By engaging them on different levels, whether it's contests or quizzes or even uh, daily activities where they log in and transact with the app, we keep them engaged, we keep them connected to the platform. And as a result, um, it also allows us to track the sort of spending they do. Mm. So companies as a whole understand what are the needs of their seafarers. So, for example, if you were to focus more on you know fitness memberships or uh, dining out, and if a company is able to see that that's where the seafarer is focused, that, that those are the things he desires more, they can tweak their offering with us to reflect that and mm. to give them more promotions and offers along that category. What do you think the employer learns through doing this? I mean, what do they well, not they learn, know? Already? They learn to retain them. They learn to keep them happy because mm. ideally what we are saying is that the seafarers don't feel connected to shore personnel. They don't feel connected to their companies. So by doing, uh, by retaining, uh, sorry, by tracking their user uh, activity on the app, we're finding a way to um, quantify uh, which elements or which benefits matter most to them. Mm. And that's always good from an employer point of view. You truly understand what your, em- uh, your employee cares about. Yeah. yeah. Often it's less of the gimmicky things. It's right. more sort of the human stuff. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's and more human focused. Just to add to what Rohan says, uh, we also have a gamification model that mm. we'll roll out mm-hmm. in a subsequent phase. So say a seafarer has done exceptional service at sea, you know, or he's, he's uh, you know, encountered a difficult situation and, uh, you know, sail the vessel through um, effectively successfully he can be rewarded he can Mm. be applauded he can be given a badge you know the number of ports Mm. he's touched um, you know he he can earn a badge for that the the longest voyage he's done that year right you know he can earn so there's a gamification model also do you have like a leaderboard as well yeah that's true we actually do do. in different categories yeah but that's Uh, that counts for a lot of people right that does yes and also with like you said you know attracting Mm. young talent like people to actually join the industry despite uh, you know the shortcomings of it uh, youngsters nowadays, they, they do, um, uh, you know, appreciate technology and uh, mm. it, it talks to them, it talks to their families. You know, it'd be nice, uh, you know, for a wife to see their husband achieving these badges and, mm. and, you know, then you can talk about it in a community. You can be connected with others around you, uh, you know, similar, like um, just to just to go back to, to an instance that happened in my family. Uh, we lost a family member at sea, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, an, uh, an uncle of mine. And uh, luckily for us, we're blessed because we're, we're a big family. So there was enough support, um, you know, in terms of, of numbers. Uh, the company does compensate you uh, very well because they're highly insured. Mm. But um, in terms of a community, apart from family, there's 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 
that that doesn't exist uh you know except right. for your your whatsapp groups but in such a case or you know if there's a piracy attack there's something mm. like that happening who do you reach out to you know besides the your employer or or your office crew who do you reach out mm. to so so we're trying to cr- also create a community and a culture wherein there's a support there's support for even family members or you know a crew members going through a difficult time he comes home he's he's grappling with different issues you know mental health issues maybe alcoholism you, mm. do, you know so mm. to kind of like connect the community so to speak mm. yeah I, i imagine there's a lot which doesn't get talked about as well that's right is it is i i haven't spent time on a ship working only as a consumer as a, a yeah. traveler myself but is it quite a macho culture is there i mean imagine a lot of men it all is, together it is. in a it's ship. changing now it yeah is, but that sort of yeah. prevents people talking about these Issues that's openly right. as well. That, that's exactly right, uh, Graham. I mean, now there are there is the advent of a lot of female seafarers mm. also, which is good, which is good. But there are still a lot of issues. I mean, I have sailed on a ship. My my dad, when I was little, he he took on a voyage from Singapore to to Australia to Perth, wow. just so that I could sail. You know, so I've How been. How long did that take? It it took us, I think, a couple of months. But wow. but it was the best experience. I mean, yeah. I still have vivid you memories. You weren't working, were you? you no, were I was very little. I was just about four <laughs> or five. <laughs> You're not allowed to do it nowadays because of the safety yeah. issues and right. that. The Families issue. are not allowed to sail. And s- I mean, not some anymore. companies allow wives. Like my brother, uh, my brother has had his wife on yeah. board, and they've sailed together. But I remember as as a little child, you know, sailing and and um, I can understand uh, the gravity of it because. Mm. we would see no land like for days and yeah. weeks you know and that's when you understand how lonely you are and and you know, and if you're not a social person it's just you with your thoughts and mm. and work and work and work you know so that environment can get you although although you see the most beautiful sunrises and sunsets oh imagine yeah, yeah. I, by the I, end of the i like to touch on something he said um, yeah. you know the idea of you being isolated because when i sailed with my dad when i was much younger before obviously the rules changed um, everybody else on the ship you know obviously my dad is related to me but everybody else they felt so isolated that they would literally spend their free time with me hmm. and my mom and they it it almost felt like we were there to replace a family that they couldn't contact back home which is amazing because i obviously felt like i had like 20 30 people like yeah. <laughs> running after me you're what do you want you want son, right? <laughs> exactly everybody, right wow So now that's changed, but that's not allowed. It has. Yeah. It's not allowed anymore, mostly yeah. because of liability issues as right. well. Right. Okay. But yeah. Do you think, just out of interest, does, do you think that industry also attracts people maybe who are kind of escaping a little bit from shore life? Because I imagine it looks a bit glamorous, doesn't it? And then you think it does. It does. being on a boat, sun, sunset, does. sunrises, yeah. all that, just escaping. But at the same time, when they actually get on there, they realize that actually they're not escaping anything. It's still with them, right? Yeah. So I can imagine that must be a real issue. Don't, yeah. don't they have people on board like, you know, welfare officers those people have those kind of roles no, no no so that's a huge gap that the industry is now realizing um you know especially the IMO the international maritime organization it recognizes this now and that's why there's a felt need for welfare for connectivity but with sea miles we like i said we're taking a proactive approach to that i mean we we're not going to be able to solve all these problems immediately but our core values you know as a team and even as uh, as 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 the product our innovation and welfare these are our core mm. you know two of our main core values you know so at every phase of development we are going to be looking into this and and with me and my editorial experience i was a managing editor with uh, you know uk news publication uh, before this i have written and researched extensively on seafarer 
uh, issues because I've been part of that, you mm. know. And and uh, like for me, my dad has always been like my hero, you know. And and when he came home, also he has to be. You have to be strong for the family. You have to support the family. You mm. have to, you know, enjoy that time. But yeah, I mean, I can relate now that I'm seeing the underbelly of it and understanding yeah. it. It's there's quite a lot that we need to do, and I think an offering like this appeals because it's not very heavy, um, you know, to consume. Mm. It's easy to consume. There's ease of access. And uh, we're rolling out features at every stage that will appeal to both young talent and even experienced, uh, you know, people. T- tell me about something that you've learned, maybe a feature in the app or something that you've experimented with that surprised you. Or, you know, like when you've put it out there, you maybe you thought, oh, we'll just throw that in. That's not going to be a big hit but people really like this thing or you've learned something about seafarers and how they use the app which you didn't expect it's always the case when you develop a technology isn't it they kind of use it a little bit differently to the plan there are always uh, unintended use cases that pop up where you don't expect it for sure yeah yeah what have you learned in that process from your we are still in the initial phases uh, Graham to be very honest with you the app has just gone live on the app store uh, you know and the play store uh, so we're still capturing a market uh, so to speak and all our functionalities are not yet out there but we're in the process of uh, you know getting funding right now mm-hmm. uh, you know so that we can uh, give out all those functionalities at least in phase one but uh, what we're doing is we're actively um, you know uh, going and talking to to uh, you know crewing agencies ship owners managers understanding talking to crew themselves like through my network through you know our team network we're talking to people and understanding what we can put out even for phase one mm. uh, phase one is is really simple uh, like you can see we've got uh, you know affiliates that you can uh, transact on um, and earn miles the, the miles can be redeemed against hotels flights and vouchers that's uh, you know that's it's as simple as that so people mm. start uh, you know using it they they start understanding it they start getting comfortable with it and then we'll have our integrations uh, you know more integrations in subsequent phases mm. i imagine there's a real challenge though isn't there that yeah. you have a group of people who are away most of the time yes. they are your users how are you going to address that because you know, if they were here, if they were in malls, mm-hmm. you could easily target them. Obviously, they do spend time on shore, but yeah. a lot of the time they're away and right. with pretty crappy internet connections sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how, how are you going to deal with that? You must have these sort of spots where you can get hold of people and get them using these apps. Yes. Yeah, so um, like I said, anyone can download the app and use it. So family members can use it and seafarers can transfer these miles to their family members. You know, they can buy a gift. Say it's, it's a birthday, it's an anniversary, they're sailing, but they can, you know, use the app. It doesn't require high bandwidth. Mm. You know, it's very simple. It's very uh, easy on, on internet also. You know, so they can use the app to to uh, you know um, get those benefits for family back home. Yeah, and their family can also use it. Okay, so the family can install it as well yes. and right. sync so up. That's probably an yes. important part. Yes. That's it's where we sort of take care of the family members. Yeah, where, um, they're also able to access the points that uh, the seafarer has accumulated. So even if he's away at sea. The app obviously will be whitelisted in terms of the applications allowed on the vessel, in mm. terms of the internet connection, mm. and it allows them to maybe, um, uh, you know, your uh, your son has his stage play, for example. You might want to send a gift mm. uh, back home. Uh, maybe your wife would like to travel somewhere. You could buy her a ticket, and it makes it easier for you to do that. It's it, it obviously doesn't substitute for you actually being there. No, but it's the next best thing. Okay. Very interesting. Where does this go from here, the future? Obviously, you have a very big market. Mm-hmm. 
and it's a global market. Yes. And it's a very, you know, disparate market in many, many different pockets in the world. People on boats, often, you know, very far away from the marketing hub that you, you sit in here in Singapore, right? So where do you have sort of phases for rolling this out? You talk about phase one, developing the app, the MVP. Yes. yes. Um, are you live now? Yes. When yeah, you, okay, so what's the next step? Are you targeting geographic areas or are you targeting particular yes. types of yes. customers? Um, for now, we are focusing on Sri Lanka and India specifically, right. and we are having talks with uh, crewing agencies there as well as merchants and other networks. Yeah. So you're going to go in through the, the crewing agencies and they would white label the app? Or they would just pay for like a group of users, like you said. Yeah, before. they would get seafarers onboarded mm. onto the app. Yeah. you know, they would get us uh, the users, and then we keep developing based on the feedback that we get. Mm. Uh, you know, we already we do have a roadmap. Uh, you know, in uh, encompassing different um, offerings at different phases, but we are using a geographical model right now. Um, and also we are omnichannel, so we're looking at, you know, offline merchants too. So say here in Singapore, since, uh, you know, we have a huge network here, Rohan is actively speaking with offline merchants. So, in, uh, you know, where a user of CMILS can mm. get maybe, you know, a free drink, free, you know, French, French fries, things like that, you know. And that's okay. just by virtue of being a member. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, and people like free things, don't yeah. they? So that <laughs> yeah, they works, definitely right? do. Okay, so what are your requirements? I know you talked about fundraising. It's mm -hmm. all in the deck there that people can see it. Mm -hmm. um, what do you need at this stage? Is it partnerships? Is it people? Is it technology? What are you looking for? So we have a very good technology uh, partner uh, by the name of Vernost. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of uh, Jet Privilege uh, Miles, mm -hmm. JP Miles. Yeah, so, I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah so they, they, they developed that platform. So we're very sound uh, in terms of a technology partner. Uh, we are looking at funding primarily at mm -hmm. this stage uh, to enable all the functionalities of our app, you know, because it's based on a debit system, not a cre credit system, you know, some of the integrations that we hope to have. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where we're at right now. We have a proper roadmap of the services that we want to roll out. But yeah, funding is the need of the hour for us right, right now. Okay, fine. Um, funding, I'll, I'll sort of spare the details because if people want to talk funding they talk to the the founders directly yeah. and give them access through you yes. um and recruitment as well i mean every startup every small business medium-sized business yeah it's endless recruitment finding yes. talent yeah we're definitely looking staff up w what are you looking for what kind of people does it have to be people that come from the world of maritime because obviously that's something that you know very well mm -hmm. would that help do you have a particular requirement in terms of mindset or skills hard skills you're looking for yeah, uh, so we're definitely looking for good talent. You know, we're always on the lookout for good talent. People who are passionate about uh, these two, uh, you know, two, these two core values that we spoke about, which is innovation and also welfare. You know, mm -hmm. people who have uh, experience in that space or who would like to work in that space can definitely shout out to us. Yeah, We'd would they happy. have to have maritime experience? I mean, no, it would not help necessarily. In our not opinion, but yeah. not necessarily. Yeah. Because yeah. we want them to be as passionate as we are mm -hmm. about the company and our solution. Yeah, yeah. Because our team is made up of people who have experience in the maritime space, um, mm -hmm. but also uh, experience in finance, and um, there's a loyalty angle there too, mm. you know, and and the rewards program. So we're quite diverse like that. We have expertise in both uh, yeah. domains. So you know, people who are looking to to work in those uh, you know domains and who are who are who have the same values as us, who Absolutely. are as driven as us. Yes. Yeah, and based where. 
in Singapore, in India, we, we, we plan to open an office in India too. But, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 The next phase. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that will open the floodgates for the applications. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> so, true. Great. Um, Priyanka and Rohan, thanks for coming and sharing your journey with us as well. And also what you're trying to do with CMILS, um, right. you know, wishing you all the best with that. It's a long journey. Yeah. It's a bit of an adventure. Thank you, thank you so but much. But it goes with the territory, really, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Being yeah. involved in the maritime yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, best way to reach you both? Are you good on LinkedIn? Yes. Is that yes, work yes, for you? Yeah. So we'll put your details. Yes, yes. Excellent. Great. Priyanka and Rohan from CMILS, thanks for joining us today. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much, Graham. It's been a pleasure. Thank yes, you. Yes, it has. That was Pitch Deck Asia, powered by Pitch Media Asia. My name's Graham Brown. Pitch Deck Asia is a platform to give startups in Asia a voice, we give them a show to help them tell their story. And if you love these startup stories and like hearing more about the journeys of the founders, go and check out our SoundCloud channel, which is available at pitchdeck.asia slash SoundCloud. That's pitchdeck.asia slash SoundCloud. Head along to the channel, subscribe, follow us, and feel free to leave a comment or a rating on our channel as well. We'd love to hear your feedback.